Hey, my loves. Okay, so it's Monday. I'm running out the door. I am a little bit behind, but hey, what's the big rush, right? Why do today what you can do tomorrow? But still have a little bit of a flex schedule nonetheless. Um, and I just, this is definitely going to be chit chatty. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to be missing uh, Mina's recording. So a lot of you know, I, I like to follow her and listen to what she has to say. And I also have to catch up on two other videos that she did. So um, once my week slows down a little bit, then I will probably listen to it or, uh, you know, closer to bedtime. And, um, you know, one of the things, this is Musings of a Divine Feminine. And um, so I'm not always going to have answers. And we will see how my thought process carries me through. But one of the things that I was talking about was just, you know, uh, my thoughts on being subjugated. Um, but at the same time, um, being attracted to masculine men. Um, I think what I'm in the process of, of right now is figuring out because even when I say I like to be around healthy men, I considered my exes to be healthy at the time I met them. Right. And so, um, I still have to, <laughs> at my whole grown age, figure out what, what healthy loving relationships look like. And so, um, for me, that means shifting from what I used to be attracted to, to what it is that I really want. Now, that being said, I'm also a, a firm believer in conditional femininity. Um, here, here's a little bit of a nuance and then I'm, I'm going to get off of here because I, um, I'm, I'm going through several things before I, I, I step out, but, um, here, here's a little bit of a nuance. So I'm not going to submit to just any and everybody. You <laughs> you already can, can tell, right? I already have a problem too with, I think even with the religion, I talked about how there is, I don't understand why in 2022, anyone would want a religion where women are subjugated, right? But the fine line is, yes, I do believe that men should be protectors and providers. I do right um i think that the the difference is is between even leading and subjugation because even if you wanted to default to christianity as the you know systematic you know approach to a man made structure in terms of how we spiritualize right um you still have free will, right? And it's not supposed to harm you or be against you. And I think sometimes, I think in particular in the black community, it's it's so much easier for me to just unplug and say, I, I just, I'm not going to deal with it anymore. Because uh, <clears throat> I couldn't tell you, like, for example, um, I was watching Simply Said earlier, she was showing a video of, you know, that family where the the daughter... Um, and her son, the, the grandma said, um, well, my daughter and my grandson can stay, but the husband can't stay. And so he went into mushmouth mode and he's like, well, what about me? And now mind you, they got evicted, right? And so it's like, we have seen in our community time after time after time, what happens when you submit to that type of leadership. So for me, 
it, 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 yeah, um, one of the things, um, somebody I was listening to, I won't mention her here now, but was kind of like, you know, there is fear. Yeah, 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 there's fear because pretty sure, you know, was counting on him to protect and to provide, counting on him to, you know, bring home the paycheck and cover the eviction. And he can't even do that. And the thing is that that woman at least had a job. So, you know, the mom and I feel bad for the mom because the mom should be living her whole best entire relaxed, moisturized life, watching Golden Girls, you know, sipping her, you know, sugar free lemonade somewhere at a at a, you know, out with her girlfriends, you know, walking through the mall, um, the mall, one of my local malls. You can go and just walk around and get your steps in. And they have like, I think it's called like Silver Sneakers Club or something like that. Just living her best life. But now she has to worry about, you know, having a child in your space. Those those children are noisy, you know, God bless them, you know. And, um, you know, even with, with just having people in your space for continued periods of time at that whole grown age for someone that age. And life happens. You know, life really does truly happen. It really does. So, you know, you kind of push through it. But um, we just have, I think, in our community history of what happens when women depend on men. And then the thing is, it's like, how can you really rest in your femininity if things are not being taken care of and or you have this pump and dump or discard culture? I don't It's a lot right? It's really a lot. But here's a nuance that I want to address and I'm going to get off. So when I think about how I used to, you know, select, right? So it'd be far and few between. I'm not quick to jump into relationships. So I go through a screening process of like, okay, I'm good. Heart space is good. I'm feeling myself, you know, um, and one thing I, I remember I was listening to somebody else too. It's like, I'm the type of girl. I don't understand how men can do this. If my finances are not in order, I can't, it's hard for me to, I like to make sure everything is taken care of before I start to date, but whatever it, it's just, and it was really cool to hear her say that too. Cause I'm like, yes, me too. Right. Like, I, and that's part of the reason, like I went to school and did the books before boys. And even after that, I remember it was, it was like a good couple years of like, kind of like mentally checking off in my mind, like, okay, stable job, stable income, roof over my head. I'm fit. I'm in shape. Okay. Let's get ready to get back out there and, and court, you know, for a relationship. So here's the thing. Screening the best way I know how with all of the programming that I've been taught by the black community, right? Narrowed it down to the 1% of black men, right? The multimillionaire, 6'11", you know, nice for the most part. Same thing with the second one. He was, you know, a little bit shorter, like 6'1", muscular. Listen, oh, but, but, um, you know, multimillionaire also and... I've said this before, they were nice, but the thing is, they're nice to everyone. And here's the thing. So I was willing to submit to those two men. But with that being said, especially with the second relationship, because we went three years, right? 
before I found out that he was cheating. So I'm submitting in the sense of like, well, he's going to be in control. He, both of them are older than me, right? So they're going to lead this relationship to marriage and kids, right? This is why I'm coming around you. This is why I'm spending time with you. Here's where I messed up. And I think that this is key for young women. It sucks, right? I'm gonna hold the L. I'm gonna hold the L. Okay. But, um, it's, I think that my assumption is I'm only talking to you because I want to get married and have kids in their, in their minds is, she looks good. I want to get a taste. Let me, you know, hit it and quit it type of a thing. So where I could have probably, and not probably, where I messed up is kind of like, we've talked about relationships are meant to take you places, right? So in my mind, I'm jumping in the car and I'm thinking the relationship is going, you know, to take me to my destination, but we did not agree on the destination. I've talked about this before, but it's really cool for me to have it a better understanding on a higher plane, right? So I've taught, I've used that analogy before where I was like, well, relationships take us places. You have to make sure that both of you want to go to the Bahamas. You want to make sure that both of you want to go to Turks and Caicos. You want to make sure that both of you want to go to, you know, Hawaii, right? Because what I think happened is, um, I'm submitting. So in both cases, I was very much let them be in control because I felt I had weeded out all of the things. And I, and I've talked to different people leading up to them and I would just eliminate as soon as I see the red flags or it's condescending or verbally abusive or, and, and so I would weed out. And so those were that same process, right? So it's like, okay, all the characteristics there. Um, like I said, if we had really good conversations, thought provocative, they're ambitious. So everything that they should be, but, um, at that point, kind of just relinquishing, right. And that's, that's going to be a key word relinquishing. And it's kind of like, they're going to set the pace for when to propose, when to, you know, get the family situation going and, and marriage and whatever, whatnot. And so, um, with both ended up catching both of them cheating. And so it was like never on their mind, like this is my wife or, you know, not really thinking of, um, family. Both of them had already had children. So, um, I had no child, you know, <clears throat> I had no children, but, and so they had both experienced what it is to have a child. Um, one of them, I don't, Yeah. So looking back at it, I can see where, you know, that's why I'm so adamant about why I really think like it's really messed up when men that have children really do pursue women that don't have children because it's, it's, um, I didn't think anything of it at the time. I just figured, well, at that age, you're probably going to have a child you know, type of a thing. It seemed like they both had a good relationship with their daughters. And that to me was commendable. But they already had the taste of what it is to have children too. So with me, they're going to be even more hesitant to get into relationships, one, right? Um, And start over and have families because they're already jaded, so here I am. I remember one of them, <laughs> we had gone to this um, 
one place and I was running a little bit late. Bless his heart. And he stayed. I had gotten lost. And I promised myself from then on, my future cars are going to have AC and, um, and, um, the GPS because I kept getting lost and stuff like that. So, um, cause I had transitioned. I had bought a, yeah, I, whatever. It, but that's important. We can talk about that in finances. But I decided in between a spurt to buy a, a car that was going to get me through. I had it for about eight months and then I gave it to my dad and then he gave it to my brother. My brother crashed it. But anyways, <clears throat> so that car, um, I didn't have GPS, long story short, got there late and he had waited and I just, you know, he didn't get angry with me or upset. But I remember we talked about kids and in hindsight, I remember when I was telling him, like, I really look forward to having, like, my own baby and, you know, that type of thing. And it was like, it was, I didn't know, like, I, I'm very keen on how people, their facial expressions. I've been like this since I'm a baby. Um, My mom talks about it all the time. But so, but sometimes what will happen is I won't understand what that facial expression was. And actually one of the, the newer content creators that I'm listening to, she talks about the importance of reading, you know, reading the room and reading people's faces. I think a lot of times we take for granted what our five senses are for, are for. you know, what are we seeing? What is their face? And that's why even talking face to face is so important as opposed to just on the phone or because People have tells, right? You can tell when they're happy, when they're sad. You can hear from the inflection of their voice. And I think sometimes we've become so desynthesized to what we're seeing and what we're feeling and what we're hearing in the tone of their voice. So he wasn't like angry or anything. But in hindsight, it was just kind of like, if if I were to kind of try to explain it, it was just kind of like, oh, you want that? You're gonna have to do that on your own because I'm not you know whatever like that's the best way I can explain he wasn't mean about it right and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about is like they were nice guys but we were not on the same track and so that's why I'm also huge on conditional submitting too because if you're submitting to someone who is not a protector and provider then like what's the point and or and or so the other side of it too is submitting to someone that we weren't did didn't have the same relationship goals um and i think part of it too is like i said i think uh, because i am dating older i'm expecting them to have that maturity um and so but with that being said, it's kind of like those conversations with like me as the younger person that's like, okay, when are we going to get married? When are, do you want kids? Da, 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 da. And so I think even in my culture, in the black community, it makes me cringe because I grew up in it. So when I hear younger girls saying, well, dating is supposed to be for fun. Yeah, I did that. I had great, I had fun dates, love dressing up and whatever, going out, got pampered, got my gifts, everything, had a great time. But we weren't courting. And so that that that's a another conversation too. I think we've taken it to where it's like, well, where is he taking you? But the question is, where is he taking you? 
yeah, he can take you to the sky rise, you know, overlooking the city, five, five star, you know, restaurants and meals and stuff like that. And buy you really nice extravagant gifts. But it's like a lot of us, we really do want marriage. And I think that part of it, if I had to do it over, over again, I think I would just have to because I felt like I had picked I gotta go um I had picked someone to the best of my ability and then at that point I let my guard down so but if I had to do it over again I would take it a step further okay he's tall he's handsome he's ambitious he's you know good father to his kids if that's the point if that's the case you know a good person he's kind but do you want marriage at which point they would have been like no I'm good I'm just still you know checking life out and I just think you're attractive and I just want to smash and dash, then I would have been like, oh, okay, well, you know, we are clearly not on the same, you know, track. It was nice meeting you. I wish you in the best in life. And I've said this before, too. I think that part of the tragedy, and I've heard other women talk about this, too, is when I tell you, I think, I don't know, between the last two and because of, they really could have been so my like my best friend in a sense not best best friend because I have girlfriends um but in terms of that would have been another good friend too because we had the great conversations I mean I can still think of some good laughs that we had right so it's like to me I would have probably and I think I approach life that much that way too so I stay away from black men for now, but when I find myself talking to other men from other cultures, they're so easy to talk to, and they're my friends, and we will sit and chat, and we will talk, and we will be laughing, and we will be learning from each other, and it's like, I mean, you live and you learn, but I hope that my young women especially kind of caught the nuances, I would say, vet the best you can. I know there's conversations about what it means to vet. Um, I would say that even it's so important when we're in school, there's a reason they teach us about statistical probabilities, you know, and I had that conversation with my niece, I don't use the word statistical probability, but I use things like, uh, you know, what is more likely to happen, right? That's you practicing your intuition and practicing foresight. If someone is acting a certain kind of way, or certain behaviors, then that means, you know, that you're going to have a certain outcome. Also, statistically, in the black community, we're not known for having, you know, the healthiest relationships and marriages. So it wouldn't be statistically my best interest to confine myself to very marginal, you know, type of a thing. And, And I'm at a space and time where, you know, I have done it. I've done it. I've dated black men. I've dated, you know, men that were in college, the older men, up to eight years older, the tall, the handsome, the ambitious, whatever. Nice, like I said. And some people can kind of fight me on that, but I think it's important for me to say that because it's, you have to learn how to see through the illusions. And sometimes you just really you have to live through it to kind of experience it. So, like I said, it was kind of like one of those things where we had the nice dates. Oh, yeah. We sat across from each other and we're both looking good, smelling good, you know, and type of thing and having our laughs and conversations, but couldn't push through. You know, I was kind of depending on him to lead that kind of stuff. Okay, I got to go. Bye.